This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. Today's shir will discuss the topic of davening on Rosh Hashanah, specifically discussing the psukim of Malchios, and of course we'll also mention Zichronos and Shofaros. Rashi and Chumash in Parshas Emor, the Parsha that we call Parshas Hamoados, Rashi points out that the words Daber b'nei Yisrael lemor, speak unto b'nei Yisrael, saying, B'chodosh Hashvi b'chad l'chodosh, that's the seventh month, Tishrei b'chad l'chodosh, on the first day of the month, which we, we call Rosh Hashanah, Yelechem Shabbaton, it's a day of Shabbaton, which means Malacha's not done, and then it says, Zichron Trua Mikra Kodesh. Now the words Zichron Trua require analysis. Last week in our Shiur on Rosh Hashanah, which occurs on Shabbos, we pointed out that the Yerushalmi, explains Zichron Trua to mean a day of remembering the shofar. When you don't actually blow the shofar, but you remember the shofar. As happens this year on Rosh Hashanah, which will be on Shabbos. The Bavli suggested such a pshat, but ultimately rejected it. Rashi suggests another pshat for Zichron Trua. And Rashi says Zichron is referring to the psukim of Zichronos. To say the psukim of Zichronos, those ten psukim that we say in Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, Rashi says that's based on the pasuk Zichron, on the word Zichron in the pasuk in Emor. Whereas the word Trua, Rashi says that's the psukim of Shafaros. So according to Rashi, the ten psukim of Zichronos and ten psukim of Shafaros, you could argue about how many, if the exact number, but nevertheless the idea of saying Zichronos and Shafaros is based on the pasuk in Chumash of Zichron Trua. The Ramban, in his parish in Chumash, on that Pasuk, argues with Rashi and says that it seems to be that Rashi contradicted a Gemara. Because, according to Rashi, the words Zichron Trua apparently mean that there's a biblical obligation, a mitzvah daraisa, to say the Psukim of Zichronos and Shafaros. But the Gemara says clearly that the Psukim of Zichronos and Shafaros are Rabbanan. The Ramban quotes the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daflamid Dalamid Base. A very unusual circumstance, which unfortunately we could perhaps dr- imagine such a scenario in certain conditions even today. There is a person who has a choice. He could go to a shul where they know how to daven, but there's no shelfer there. So he would hear the entire davening, but he would not hear shelfer in Rosh Hashanah. The other choice would be that he could go to a place where there's a shofar and they could blow the shofar, the mitzvah, the raisa blowing shofar. But there is no tefillah. They don't know how to daven. Maybe there's no siddha, there's no baal tefillah, they don't know how to read. I don't know what it is. But there's a place where they don't know how to daven. So which place should a person go to? Should he go to a place where he hears the shofar without davening or the davening without shofar? The Gemara says you should go to the place where they have a shofar. Shofar is more important than the psukim of Machiyah, Zechonos, and Shofaros. So then the Gemara says, Pshita, 
It's so obvious that that's true. Hadaraisa drabanan. To hear the psukim is a mitzvah drabanan. To hear the shofar is a mitzvah daraisa. So it's so obvious that you should go to a place to the shofar. Why did the Gemara need mention it? The Gemara meant, answered a case where you're really not even sure what's going to happen. You're not sure you're going to hear the shofar. And nevertheless, even on the possibility of hearing the shofar, it's more important to go to hear the shofar, even on a suffolk, than to hear the psukim. So the Gemara said clearly that this is the raisa, the rabbana, and this is the rabbana, and hearing the shofar is a mitzvah, the raisa, whereas saying the psukim is the rabbana. So how could Rashi possibly say that the word zichron trua and chumish mean the psukim of zichronos and shofaros, when we, the Gemara says clearly it's the rabbana. Many people have suggested an answer for this. I've heard it from Rav Soloveitchik, but I think I found it in other sources as well. That Rashi never meant to say that the psukim of Zechonos and Shafaz by themselves are the Rabbana, are the Raisa. Rashi knew the Gemara, that the psukim of Zechonos and Shafaz are the Rabbana. But Rashi thought when you blow shofar, together with the psukim, then the kiyum of blowing shofar with the psukim is an entire kiyum daraisa. If you only had one of them, either shofar or the psukim, then shofar is daraisa without the psukim, and the psukim is rabbanan. But when you have a shofar, then you're supposed to say the psukim with the sound of the shofar, and together it merges into a din daraisa. And of course, one could quote the Gemara in this context. Amra HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When the Gemara says Amra HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it certainly seems that that's a, a, a mitzvah daraisa. Of course, uh, we, we could explain this as an asmachta, and I won't go into those details. For the people that want to, you can look at a very interesting ritva there in Rosh Hashanah. But the Gemara there says, Amra HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Imru lefani malchios the Gemara says, you should say the psukim of Malchios in order to give me the crown, in order to proclaim me king. But how do you do it? With the shofar. In other words, by blowing shofar and saying the psukim together, we fulfill the concept of Malchios. So Malchios, in that sense, is indeed Daraisa. And of course, it's reminiscent, Lahavdil, many Havdelim, of the typical stereotype idea that we have of announcing or proclaiming a new king. They blow a trumpet of some sort, and they scream, long live the king, Yechia Melech. The idea of the compound between the sound of the musical instrument and the words themselves seem to be an act of coronation. And that's the concept that Rashi had in mind when he said the psukim of Zechonos and Shafaras Adaraisa, he meant together with the Shafar. We've answered one question of the Ramban. How could Rashi possibly think that Zichron Trua, the psukim of Zechonos and Shafaras Adaraisa? But the Ramban asked another question. He said, if Rashi already mentioned Zechonos and Shafaras, why didn't he mention Malchios? We know that Malchios, Zechonos and Shafaras go together. The, in the words of the Ramban, Hayat Sarich Harav Lavikam Psukeh Malchios Menamidrash. 
שלא ייתכן שיזכיר הכתוב פסוקי זיכרונות ושופרות ולא יזכיר מלכיות. The Rav, namely Rashi, should have had to bring the idea of saying Malchios as well. Because we know that if you say Zichronos and Shofaros, you have to say Malchios too. And in fact, Rashi does know in his Perish and Chumash, does mention the idea of Malchios, but in other contexts completely. In Parshas Baaloscha, the just before Hamishi of Baaloscha, the Torah says, now, on the words, Rashi says, Since the Torah said, And we know afterwards it says, Whenever you say, And assumedly, Rashi says, that Uskatem is referring to Shofros, Zichronos, Lezikaron is referring to Zichronos, Ani Hashem Elokeichem Zu Malchios. So Rashi did say that we say Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros. But Rashi separated them in two places. In Emor he mentioned Zichronos and Shofaros. And Baloscha he mentioned Malchios. And the Ramban says he should have mentioned it altogether. Perhaps the point should be made that even though it's true that Malchios, Zichonos, and Shavas go together, but nevertheless, they seem to be two different halachas. According to Rashi, the halacha of Zichonos and Shofaros is based on the Pasuk and Amor, whereas Malchios comes from a different source completely, that Malchios must be there also, together with Zichonos and Shofaros. What's the reason for that? Why is Malchios separate from Zichonos and Shofaros? Here, again, Various achronim have suggested a similar answer. I heard this in a shir once by Rav Yafin of Yeshivat Bet Yosef in America. And also, I'm sure this idea has been expressed many times by other people. I, again, I heard a, a shir, which uh, a great deal of it I'm going to state now in my own terms in a shir of Rav Soloveitchik. The Gemara says, the Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah, the structure of the Shemona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah. We know, of course, that as any other Shemona Esrei, we have three brachas in the beginning, three brachas at the end. The first three brachas are the brachas of what we call the three brachas of Shavach in the beginning, the three brachas of Hodah at the end, and on Yantif we have one bracha in the middle, the bracha of Kedush Hayam. Now, in Rosh Hashanah, if we would add three sections, Machia, Zichonos, and Shofaros, you would expect that we have ten brachas in Rosh Hashanah. Three of beginning, Shevach, the three at the end, the Kedushas Hayom, and the extra three. But indeed, there are only nine brachas. Where do you put the brachas, and how do you divide them? To save time, I'm going to only mention the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, because we pass them like that. Rabbi Akiva says, Omer avos gvuros ukedushas Hashem v'cholel malchios in kedushas hayom v'tokeya zichronos v'tokeya shofaros v'tokeya v'omer avoda avoda b'yachas konim. 
According to Rabbi Akiva, you say the first three brachas, but while you say the first three brachas, you include Malchias together with the Kedusha Sayyam. So you only really add a new bracha, Vizichronos and Shofaros. You end with the last three. So we have three in the middle, three in the beginning, two in the middle, only Zichronos and Shofaros, three at the end. So we have all together only, actually we have only three, three, and two. We have eight. We really should have had nine. I said before, I think ten. I mean, I meant nine. But we have indeed, we only have the three, two, and two. We have eight. So, why is that true? Why do you not have a separate bracha for Malchios? Why is Malchios, according to the halacha, according to your Bekiva, included in Kedusha Sayyam? That's the bracha that we say, Melech al Mekadesh Yisrael Now, normally we wouldn't have two chasimos in one bracha. We wouldn't mention two different ideas in one bracha. But you see from here that Melech al is included in the concept of Kedusha Sayyam. What is the Kedusha Sayyam of Rosh Hashanah? The Kedusha Sayyam of Rosh Hashanah is Malchios. Zichronos and Shafaris are a mitzvah that we do in that day when we blow shofar. But Malchios is not just a mitzvah that we do in the day, that's the essence of the day. The essence of the day is Malchios, and therefore we say it together with the bracha of Kedusha Sayyam, Melech al-Kol Aretz Mekadesh Yisro and therefore it was not mentioned together with Zechonos and Shafaros in Parshas Emor, according to the way Rashi learned, but it's a separate Mechaif. Now, in a certain sense, the idea of Malchios begins on Rosh Hashanah, but continues till Yom Kippur. Because we do mention the bracha of Malchios until Yom Kippur, and of course, on Yom Kippur, the bracha is Melech HaKola, Melech Mocha V'Sorach L'Avonos, Seinu V'Lavonos Amo Beis Yisrael, so a certain sense, Zechonos and Shafaris are only mentioned, of course, in Rosh Hashanah. But Malchias is mentioned on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Malchias, in a sense, is included in the Kedusha Sayyam, is part of the Kedusha Sayyam. And what does Malchias actually mean? The general interpretation of Malchias is to proclaim a Kedush Baruch Hu as... Melech Olam. This seems to be not a new concept to Rosh Hashanah. Every single day, a person has the mitzvah of Kabbalah so Malchus Shemayim, the mitzvah to understand, to accept upon yourself Malchus Shemayim. What is unique about Rosh Hashanah, what is different about Rosh Hashanah, that there's a special halach of Malchus. Again, many achronim have suggested an explanation for the idea the concept, what is what is Malchias and why is Malchias unique to Rosh Hashanah as opposed to the entire year. I'll mention the explanation the way I understood from Rav Hutner, from Pachad Yitzchak. In Pachad Yitzchak, Rav Hutner raised the issue of Kabbalah Samal the entire year. And what seems to be 
the main source, the main idea, the main way of expressing Kabbalah Salmach Hashemayim seems to be the Pasuk, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That Pasuk, which became so fundamental to Judaism, people use that Pasuk to proclaim their belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu in their last moments in this world, seems to be the ultimate concept of the Kabbalah Salmach Hashemayim, which we do daily. We find an interesting question in the Gemara. When we mention the Psukim of Malchios, when we are accustomed to mention ten Psukim, three from Torah, three from Nevi'im, three from Ksuvim, well actually the order is three from Torah, three from Ksuvim, three from Nevi'im, and then we end with the tenth Pasuk from the Torah. So when we look for the Psukim in the Torah, there's a discussion in the Gemara whether Shema Yisrael should be included. In fact, we do not include it. We mention three Psukim in the Torah, but we do not mention the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael. Yes, at the very end, we say, then we do say, but it's not included in the real psukim, the three psukim of, of Malchias from the Torah. That seems to, seems to be a, a real anomaly. The pasuk, which we think is the epitome of Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim daily, cannot be used for Malchias and Rosh Hashanah? The answer would be to explain the basic difference between Malchias of Rosh Hashanah and Kabbalah Salmach Shemaim every day. Kabbalah Salmach Shemaim is to believe, to say, I believe in, in Kaddish Baruch Hu, who's Melech HaOlam. I accept upon myself the responsibility of being a servant to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, who's Melech HaOlam. Kabbalah Salmach Shemaim. Rosh Hashanah, the concept of Malchias is different. Malchias represents the idea that we actually appoint HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Melech HaOlam. In a certain sense, we give him the Kesa Melucha. It's in the hands of man to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Kesa Melucha. In one sense, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the epitome of the concept of Melech HaOlam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam. Does that have to do with people? In a certain sense, it does. Although conceptually, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be considered Melech HaOlam, until a person proclaims HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam, he is lacking somewhat in the concept of Kesa Melucha. Adam HaRishon was created on Friday and proclaimed HaKadosh Baruch is Melech HaOlam. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually became king of the world on Friday when Adam HaRishon gave him, as it were, the Kesa Melucha. It's interesting to note, I think Rav Hutner pointed it out, that the Shir Shalyam, the daily Shir that we say on Friday, is Hashem Malach. Although on Sunday we say L'David Mizmar, but the concept of becoming Melech over subjects existed on Friday and the Shir Shayom is Hashem Malach. The night of Rosh Hashanah is described in Hasidus and again, Rav Salavechik used to wax extremely eloquent about describing the his memories of the night of Rosh Hashanah in a base medrash in Europe where the 
feeling of excitement was enhanced by the concept of calling it Leil HaAchtara, the night of coronation, the night when we gave HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Kesem Alucha. I heard, I wasn't present in the yeshiva, but I heard a story that in the beginning of Yeshivat HaRetzion, there was a discussion whether they are going to daven Ashkenaz Asfar. Rav Amital, the founding Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva, apparently, according to the way I heard the story, told the people that we're democratic, we'll have a vote in the Yeshiva, and if more people want to daven Ashkenaz, we'll daven Ashkenaz, more people want to daven Sfarad, we'll daven Sfarad. There was a vote, and the people that wanted to daven Nusach Sfarad were in the majority. At that time, it was decided that the yeshiva would officially daven Nusach Sfarad. Rav Mital, according to the version of the story that I heard, himself said that he would like himself to daven Ashkenaz. He personally daven Ashkenaz. However, there's one great benefit he felt in davening Nusach Sfarad. And that was the concept of saying what Nusach Sfarad says, but Nusach Ashkenaz doesn't. Keter yitnu lecha Hashem elokeinu malachim amonei ma'ala imam chayisar kvutzei mata. The keser is given to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by the angels who dwell up and high. Yachad. Together with Am Yisrael who live below, who are assembled below, we join the Malachim in giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Kesem Malucha. And for the people who had the privilege of davening the Yeshiva and are hearing Rav Amital, Daven Musaf always will remember that echo of this powerful voice screaming, Keter! When he said, we are giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kesem Malucha. In this sense, I'd like to point out a famous perush attributed to the Vilna Gaon on the difference between the word Melech and Moshe. In Hebrew, in general, we don't think they are exact synonyms. Each word has a different nuance. What's the difference between the word Melech and the word Moshe? Based upon an Ibn Ezra, in Chumash, we could explain as follows. The brothers of Yosef, when they heard his interpretations of the dream, or rather the dreams themselves, which lend themselves to automatic interpretation, the brothers replied, Now, at first glance, we could say, this is a simple repetition of a phrase. Do you think that you are our Lord, our Master, our King. Ibn Ezra pointed out there's a big difference between the concept of Melech and Moshe. A Melech is appointed by people. Ki Lashem, the, when, when, when uh, the Torah told us to appoint a king, the Torah said, Som Tasim Alecha Melech. You should appoint a king upon yourself. Tasim Alech A king is appointed. A Moshel in Tanakh is considered more of a dictator. Someone who appoints himself as the king or the emperor. Today in Hebrew, 
the word Moshel is used for a governor. But in biblical Hebrew, Ibn Ezra explained that Moshel is a person who appoints himself as king. And that would explain the two questions that the brothers explained said to Yosef. Hamaloch timloch would be would mean do you think that we're going to appoint you king? But the second question perhaps strikes even harder. You think that you'll appoint yourself over us? Neither one is acceptable to us. Not only will we not appoint you king, but you will not appoint yourself as king over us. The difference between the word Melech and Moshel explains in a way the concept of Malchios. We appoint HaKadosh Baruch Hu as king of the world. The, in every year Rosh Hashanah we reenact the creation of the world. As we say in Davening, This is the beginning of the creation, a memory of the first day of creation when Adam HaRishon appointed HaKadosh Baruch Hu as king. And therefore, we appoint HaKadosh Baruch Hu as king again on Rosh Hashanah as a reenactment of the creation of the world. And of course, the Vilna Gaon pointed out, with this concept, we can explain the Pasuk beautifully. Ki Lashem Amlucha Umoshel Bagoyim. Ki Lashem Amlucha means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam because we accepted him as king of the world. Umoshel Bagoyim. But the non-Jews have not yet realized, have not yet given the Kesa Melucha Takadosh Baruch Hu. So he's only a Mosheel over the non-Jews. Ki Lashem HaMelucha to Kadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech HaOlam. We have appointed him as Melech HaOlam, but not the Goyim. Umosha Bagoyim. The eschatological vision of Judaism will be in the continuation that we say daily in Davening. In the future of the world, the Kaddish Baruch will be Melech HaOlam because the entire world will accept him as Melech. Eventually, a Kaddish Baruch will be appointed king by everyone. The entire world will realize the Malchus so we've pointed out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in theory and concept is Melech HaOlam and was so appointed by Am Yisrael but in the world he's a Mosheel until he's appointed. On one hand we pointed out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in concept is the Melech HaOlam even if there would be no subjects to appoint him king. But he becomes Melech HaOlam when he's appointed. This, of course, is found in one sentence that we say also in a piyut that we all know. Adon Olam Asher Malach B'terem Ko Yitzir Nivra Leit Nasa B'chef Sokol Azai Melech Shmonikra Adon Olam Asher Malach B'terem Ko Yitzir Nivra We refer to HaKadosh Baruch who is master of the universe who in a sense is king, Asher Malach, Beterem Ko before any creation, any person, any cre- creature was created. Leit Na'asa Bechef Tzokol, when man was created, when things were done, according to God's wish, 
Azai Melech Shmonikra, then he's actually called king. Because you can't be called king unless they are subjects that accept your kingdom or, in a deeper sense, appoint your king, appoint you as king. In Malchios and Davening and Rosh Hashanah and Musaf, we say Aleinu. Now we say Aleinu daily. In fact, there's a very famous story that Aleinu complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and said uh, Aleinu is not respected enough. People say it on their way out of shul. They already take off their palace and fill in. They're half by the door already. And they sort of say mumble-jumble just to get through and to finish davening. They don't say Aleinu with the proper kavana required. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, according to the story, said, I will give you the kavod that Aleinu deserves. On Rosh Hashanah, we say Aleinu with a different style completely. When we say Aleinu so slowly with a special tune, and we actually fall koim, and we then say V'yalkei Nekaveh. But we say it also in a different sense of Kavana than the entire year. This, I believe, is true even though, of course, theoretically it should not be true. But practically, it is true that we say Aleinu daily, sort of at the end of davening, almost as an afterthought. Whereas in Rosh Hashanah, we say Aleinu with tremendous kavan and veikos. And what is Aleinu? Aleinu, in a sense, is Malchios par excellence. Aleinu l'shabeach l'adon hakol atet gudal we acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Melech HaOlam in Aleinu. But there are two parts that we say daily to Aleinu, and we say them in Rosh Hashanah and Musaf as well. Aleinu, V'yalkei Nekave. What's the real difference between the paragraph of Aleinu and the Paragraph of Yalkei Nekaveh. In Aleinu, we pray about the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Israel. That we, especially on Rosh Hashanah, not only acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Melech HaOlam, we coronate him as Melech HaOlam. But this is the relationship between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'yalkei Nekaveh refers to the non-Jews, where, our, again, our eschatological vision is that one day the non-Jews also should come to the understanding of the Kaddish Baruch Hu's Melech HaOlam. Yakiru v'yeidu'u koyosh v'sevel ki l'chatecha koberech. We daven for the betterment of the world, for the benefit of the world, that they too should acknowledge and Karanate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When this will be realized, the Pasuk that I cited earlier will be realized in a great extent. Ve'olu Moshiim Behatziyon Nishpotas HaReisav etc. Bayom Ahu Yashem HaKadosh Mechad. On that day, when Malchus HaKadosh Baruch Hu is understood by the entire world, Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad.